The Rabbit Infectious Podcast Episode 2. This podcast is for listeners 18 and older and contains horror themes and strong adult language. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air, day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. You are now infected. Rapid infection is a cruel curse that drives one mad with rage. Welcome to the Rapid Infectious Podcast. Join Mac, Megan, John and Belinda for a discussion of darkness and horror. Recording from the new and improved Burial Ground Studio, this is the Rabbit Infectious Podcast. My name is Matt, along with me is... Megan. John. And Belinda. And what we are is a horror podcast dedicated to movie reviews, books, anything that's horror. Um, we got 84 downloads, and in the first two weeks of the podcast, I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I wasn't nearly expecting, you know, anything over than 30. So, you know, my expectations were were absolutely blown. Um, That's a, a really big woohoo for us. Yes, yes. That's awesome. Um, you can find us now on Podcast Alley. Drop by, leave a comment, vote for us. Um, you can also find us on iTunes. And you can always find us on the uh, on the show's website. And that's ripshow.webs.com. Um, I know every two weeks is kind of a, a long stretch to le- for you know waiting for a a new episode for a podcast. So uh, I would like to discuss a podcast that I've been listening to. It kind of goes along with our episode one topic, which was the zombie overview. Um, the podcast that I want to talk about is We're Alive, a zombie survival story. You can find it at www.zombiepodcast.com or you can search it and find it on Podcast Alley. That's where I've been downloading it from. It seems to be the quickest. And um, it's great. I mean, it, it's a, it's pretty much a, it's an audio movie that explains a zombie apocalypse happens and then everybody has to start dealing with the situation at hand you know there's there's people from all different walks of life and um it's good it keeps you interested it it paints a picture of los angeles that that you can really sink your teeth into even if you haven't visited the city you know it 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 gives you the visuals you know through their words and through the acting um, that, that it really, 
really cat you know just captures the moment and what they're trying to get across um i believe it's i believe it's wayland productions that is actually responsible for it and i believe casey wayland is the creator um but definitely 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 check it out it's it's a great companion for you know a long day at work when you're sitting in a cube and you want to just take your mind elsewhere go and download we're alive i um i really enjoy it and you know sometimes like us they have uh new episodes every every two weeks and it's kind of a long stretch but you know you always you always get by with some other filler um let's see with that we have a segment that was added to the rabbit infectious podcast uh we are friends with Corey, and he is running a website which is survival tech you can find it at www.survivaltech.webs.com uh he's going to be joining us you know uh i don't know if it's going to be every podcast it's completely up to him but he is he's going to kind of take the reins a little bit and he's going to talk about you know anything from you know surviving you know 2012 you know what to what to expect in a zombie apocalypse you know and of course you know he is more of the survival based mentality and uh you know he's not necessarily horror but the one thing that just pisses me off in horror movies is the lack of survival skills that's that's one of the big things that ends up getting people in the end because they're stupid exactly (laughs) so hopefully if uh if any of you run into a horror situation maybe listening to Corey's segment will uh will kind of help you kind of get out of that that situation so you could take notes you know quick cheat sheets so something happens you just pull it out of your pocket oh yeah because Corey has common sense well here's the thing Make sure that, you know, in your survival pack, you've got an MP3 player with all of our podcasts on it. And then then you're good to go, no matter what the situation is. So we're going to go ahead and turn it over to our man in the field, and uh, we'll be back right after this. This segment is brought to you by www.survivaltech.webs.com. Survival Tech with Corey. Be the last man standing. Hello, and welcome to Survival Tech. My name is Corey, and I'll be hosting this segment exclusively for the Rabbit Infectious Podcast. Let's get started by doing a background check. I am a survival enthusiast with no official survival training. I've never served in the military or any other paramilitary outfit. I get my education by reading books, watching shows and documentaries, surfing online, listening to other podcasts like the Survival Podcast with Jack Spierko, probably the best way, which is good old-fashioned trial and error, hands-on. What is Survival Tech? Well, Survival Tech is a discussion about everything survival, from what, to how to, to why not. We'll be looking forward to talking about a wide variety of very real, very real survival topics from surviving natural disasters, 2012, Armageddon, and the current government takeover of our freedom to some not-surreal topics that might actually happen, like zombies, vampires, and werewolves. Yeah, I know, some of you out there are already questioning my motives, and how can I call 2012 and Armageddon very real, and the zombie apocalypse not so real? 
Well, December 21st, 2012 is happening, whether or not you believe in the doomsday scenario. Is it going to be like how the movie predicted, or much, much more subtle? We'll find out in 1,233 more days. And for the zombie apocalypse, bring it on. We'll discuss these in much more detail in later shows. Not only are we going to discuss scenarios, but how-to, including equipment, preparedness, and the skills needed. Today we're given a quick overview of what you should carry no matter the survival situation. Everything today will be followed up in more detail in later shows. First you need to have a good bag, or get out of Dodge, also known as a bug out bag or assault pack. Every person in the family should have a pack, and it should include, at minimum, dried and canned foods, water, way of making a fire, dry clothes, some sort of shelter, whether it be a tarp or a small dome tent, rope, a knife, flashlight, a map of your current area, a compass, a communication device, basic first aid, and a form of personal protection. On a side note, your personal protection may not always be a firearm. For instance, people not comfortable with firearms or children should not be carrying them. There are also many other types of ways to protect yourself, like pepper spray, whistle, or air horn. You also need a detailed plan of action, or SOP, Standard Operating Procedure. This will lay out all possible survival scenarios and how to respond to them respectfully. Either you're staying put or relocating, heading to the city or to the country, staying on main roads or driving side roads, and what additional equipment may need to be packed for those certain situations. Finding yourself without electric in a, in a winter blizzard or civil unrest will have a different SOP than to you finding your town being overran by bloodthirsty vampires, brain-hungry zombies, or bone-crushing werewolves. Which in that case, I would pack hard, dense wooden, wooden stakes like ash, hickory, or mesquite for the vampires, lots of ammunitions and good pair of running shoes for the zombies, and your fresh supply of handcrafted silver bullets for your werewolves. You also need a reliable survival vehicle. My personal favorite would be a 1970 to 1979 Toyota Land Cruiser FJ40. But any Jeep Wrangler or CJ Class, full-size Bronco or Blazer or pickup truck will work, but it must be four-wheel drive. And last, guns, guns, and more guns. If you are a responsible adult, you should pack every gun you can get your hands on with at least one handgun, one rifle, and one shotgun. So that about wraps it up for today. But before we go, I want to thank you for listening. I'm looking forward to discussing survival, to share what I have learned, and to learn what you can share. I hope to learn as much from you as you learn from me. So please check us out at www.survivaltech.webs.com and bear with us because everything is new and is still currently under construction. But become a member, post to our form, and stay alive, America. This has been Survival Tech with Corey, signing out. All right. I would like to thank Corey over at Survival Tech for those tips. We look, uh, we look forward to hearing more from you, Corey, in the future. And definitely go and check out his, his website. Uh, that website, again, is www.survivaltech.webs.com. All right, now we're going to go ahead and get into uh, a little bit of our news uh, going on with the show and uh, what we what we have in case uh, you know some of our members haven't haven't checked it out yet is we have our own YouTube channel now and we have uh, 
zombie survival tip number one that's posted. Um, it's also on the front page of our, of our uh, website. Definitely go and check it out. It's, it's done to be a comedy, but expect more from it. We, uh, we recorded it in about 15 minutes, and uh, it's, uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, we, we went and we went for the, the black and white effect, and we, we aged the film, and, and uh, you know, we, we hope to uh, possibly do quite a bit more from you know, stuff like that. But uh, is there anything you wanted to add to that, Meg? Meg, she was the actress in it. I was, I was the zombie. But I, I was more like a filmmaker. She was. I tell you what, Paranormal Activity doesn't have shit on us because she was not only the actress, but she was also the filmer, and uh, she did she did exactly what we needed. And it was it was kind of I didn't know what to really expect from it. And uh, I told her exactly how I thought it should be shot, and she did it. Is uh, do you want to tell everybody about <laughs> about the uh, fitness club that was behind us mm-hmm. when we were recording? We actually filmed it at our home, and behind us is an alley. And there's a little plaza there that has a fitness club. Sometimes they take their members out into the alley and do workouts, which is quite funny because cars go down the alley. And while they were working out, there's actually a semi truck that came down the alley. It was hilarious. But they're all out there working out. And uh, Matt goes out into the backyard and actually starts being his zombie mode. And they're all watching him wondering what the hell he was doing. It was so hilarious. It was really good. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was really, it was quite easy to do. And I think it turned out really, really well. It did. Yeah. I think it was awesome. I, I like the fact that when you was out there in the yard and, and you were, like, trying to be, like, the old type, old school zombies, you know, going slow and, you know, not knowing where he's going. And then uh, I'm sure the part when you walked through the door appealed to Belinda with the new zombie going real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually, it was a really good mix of both of them. Yes. Well, you know, we, we had to do that. You know, because, you know, some of the feedback that we did get from from our members, you know, some agreed with Belinda all the way with, you know, the fast zombies is where it's at. And uh, very few agreed <laughs> with me, but, you know, they still like the shambling. You know, the funny thing zombies. about that was uh, our daughter, we let her watch it, see what she thought. She She's like nine years old. And she watched it and she said, oh, it was funny. And then when... When you walked through the door and then went real fast, she said it kind of spooked her a little bit. So, I mean, that was that, that's, that's pretty cool. So, Yes, and uh, just a reminder, we have a members area form and email that you guys could check out. If you have any uh, input, feedback, or comments, uh, just go to our website and uh, sign up as a member and you get to... Uh, voice your opinion in our forums. We have a few answers and questions, and you can see what everybody else put on there. Uh, and if you would like to email us, just email us at ripshowcrew at yahoo.com. And also, don't forget, when you go to our webpage, we also have a telephone number now you can call, and it puts to a voicemail. And you can actually leave a message um, to everybody that's got cell phones. I know a lot of people have free weekends. So it won't charge you anything to call that number to leave us a message. We would love to hear feedback from you, your comment, what you think about the show, or what you think about what we talked about. Put your input, because we can actually take that and play it on our next show, and then we can comment on what what we think you thought, if we agree with you, if we think, well, you know, we may also bring up points that we never thought about, 
that could be, bring more input to us. Um, also, on our website, we've only got 10 members so far. Um, I'm sorry. I seem to have forgotten to give you guys the number. But if you would go to the web page on the front page, you will see the number. But just in case you haven't and you're just listening to this on one of the podcast um, websites, this is the number. It's um, 206 600 6202. The number again is 206 600 6202. Um, we would just love to hear somebody put some feedback on there so we can start commenting some stuff on the show. Put you guys on there. Um, I think you guys would really enjoy it hearing that you know, you're know you on our show now versus you know just listen to it. Um, back to the 10 members on our page. Um, granted, we're kind of a new site and stuff. The 10 members is pretty good for what we have, but we'd really love to have you guys become more members. We would love to see a lot of members on that page because a lot of forms that we post and put on there, we would love to hear feedback from people as well as um, not just the phone number, but as well as online and what you think of different topics that we post on there. Um, it's just awesome way for us to see what everybody else thinks. Yeah, and um, you might even give us uh, some cool ideas for our next shows that we could talk about. Definitely. That's exactly what we're looking for. And just, just another recap on what John said about, about our telephone number. It is a Seattle, Washington phone number. So uh, just... Uh, you know, just in case you know you, there is long distance that does apply, you will be calling a phone number that is in Seattle, Washington. So, um, well, to get right to it, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do something a little bit different, and we're actually going to give a little bit of news around America, and um, kind of coincides with uh, with what we're going to be talking about with this episode which is werewolves and vampires. Um, let's see. This is Wolves Kill a Teacher in Alaska. Villagers in Chignik Lake on the Alaska Peninsula take precautions after the first known fatal wolf attack in U.S. in modern times. Candace Burner, a special education teacher who traveled among several rural schools on the Alaska Peninsula, 475 miles southwest of Anchorage, was attacked while jogging and listening to her iPod Monday evening on the deserted three-mile-long road that leads out from the village to its small airstrip. A native of Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, she had been working in Alaska only since August. Her body was found by snowmobilers a short time after the attack. It had been dragged off the road and partially eaten and was surrounded by wolf prints. Uh, this is a quote. Our investigation points to wolves being the most likely culprit. It is the only predatory animal that is active in the area that we're aware of. And we also believe the wolves have been increasingly threatening to people in the area, said Megan Peters, spokeswoman for the Alaska State Troopers. They've been getting too close, circling, making people fearful for their safety. So what do you guys think about that? Well, you know, I mean, it's common. A pack of wolves, pack of dogs, pack of coyotes. I mean, coyotes around where we live at, I mean, they're becoming more outgoing nowadays anyway. There's some sightings in even cities where they're running around causing havoc, you know, fighting people and everything else. Well, I, I know around here, we, we're based out of central Ohio, which we said in the last episode. Um, I, I jumped a coyote. Uh, 
it was a couple months ago. I was on a job and uh, I uh, <laughs> I jumped a coyote out in a cornfield, and it was during broad daylight, and he was not afraid of me. And my whole life, I have raised German shepherds, and I have never seen a coyote that would rival a German shepherd as far as size. And this guy was absolutely huge, and he was not afraid of me one bit. And I was, I was pretty nervous because uh, you know usually usually they're they're pretty fearful. But he was not backing down. He had his path, and you know he was he was not gonna he was not gonna change his path just because I was there. So was he infected? I, I don't know. You never know. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, farmland, people building houses, moving them inward into the city, forcing them out of their natural habitat, and it's sad. But it happens, and I think that's why they're getting less fearful of humans, because they're in such close contact with us. Which is possibly what happened in Alaska. It could be that they're just moving in closer to the wolf's area, you know, their primary territory, and they're just not having it. Plus, their food supply is probably diminishing. That's right. exactly what I was going to say. Uh, when animals get hungry, they, they change. Anything, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and hello, first... First rule of thumb, if you only moved since August, you might want to check out the area and get some feedback from the people around you so you know what kind of animals are there, what to look out for, where to go, and where not to go. And, and a deserted road. Yeah, exactly. Three miles. Yeah, that's not really, not really a smart decision there. You know, my, my heart definitely goes out to her family, and uh, especially when, you know, she was... She used to live just one state over from us, but, you know, just yeah, it's pitiful. It, it, stresses, it stresses my beliefs that much more that carry a gun no matter what. You never know. Mace, something. Yeah. It's like you don't move from the big city, you know, and then you move out west somewhere where they have a problem with bears and think you're just going to jog at night down the road and not get attacked by a bear. I mean, come on, that's uh, silly. <laughs> Well, in other news, this, we, in our first episode, we did not touch on this, and it was it was big in the news then, and uh, we probably should have, but, you know, we were we were pretty nervous about it, we were, our minds were going, you know, 100 miles an hour. Um, this goes back to the Corey Haim death, which this is actually... You know, it, it it fits this show a lot better um, since we are doing, you know, werewolves and vampires. And, you know, when you think Corey Haim, you think Silver Bullet and you think definitely the Lost Boys. So this is... Uh, Actually, I, I think License to Drive, but... <laughs> I think Lost Boys. That's where I fell in love. John. Dream, dream a little dream. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, the investigation into the death of film and TV star Corey Haim has led to the Los Angeles... Los Angeles County Coroner issuing subpoenas to 20 different doctors. According to Entertainment Tonight, all of those doctors wrote prescriptions at one time or another for Haim, who passed away earlier this month after what some speculate to be a combination of an enlarged heart, pulmonary congestion, and potential drug overdose. The cause of death is listed as deferred on Haim's death certificate, and it could be a few more weeks before we know all of the details. Haim's name has been linked to an investigation involving an, Ill an illegal drug ring that spreads across all of Southern California. Wow. 
So you know that's kind of uh, you say that. You know it's funny how a lot of these stars in the news nowadays uh, have that have passed, and a lot of it's with uh, drugs, uh, not just like you know your off the wall contraband drug, like your usual prescription drug. I mean you know like Michael Jackson, um, Brittany Murphy. Um, I mean it just I don't know. It, it just it's it's just weird. My big thing is, you know, I like a lot of these stars and that the fact that you just don't know what's really going on in the lives of these people. And, you know, they were, you know, pretty well known back in the day with a lot of their stuff. And, you know, kind of you don't hear much about them anymore. And then all of a sudden you hear, well, they died from, you know, a drug thing or something like that. Um, Biggest thing that really is kind of weird now, I think about it, I saw on the news the other day where there's a famous model who uh, they raided her house and they found, I forget how many stuff of cocaine in there. And now they linked her to being not just a professional model, but now she is a drug dealer, Lord, and she's actually being wanted by people, uh, by the uh, FBI and stuff. And she's been on the run and they say the only way they've had contact is on her Facebook page. She's been posting different things about her updates every other day. (laughs) So... (laughs) That's a that's I don't know it's just crazy, but I also want to mention one more movie that he was in that was pretty good too was uh, him and Corey Feldman was in a movie called Blown Away with Nicole Eggert. Yeah, that's a pretty good classic too. I I personally think he was a really good actor, and I think he'll be missed a lot. And it's unfortunate that his life went down that path because he could have been so much more than than what he became. And it just goes to show that you don't screw with something like that because it's going to bite you in the ass in the end. Yeah, no drugs are no drugs are worth it. And I I guess he was going to be uh, kind of reviving his career. I guess there was going to be a couple movies he was going to be in, and you know I I've heard that potentially Lost Boys three because I I guess he he had a cameo. I I didn't see the tribe. I. I don't know. It, it wasn't. I just saw it. He was in that movie, wasn't he? He was at so. the end, right? He had a cameo. I've watched so many movies. Sometimes so. I can't remember everything. But well, anyway, well, hey, we're gonna go ahead and we're going to break, and uh, we're gonna play a little something for you, and we will be right back after this. <laughs> The war itself had become more perilous. The weapons had evolved. But our orders remained the same. Hunt them down and kill them off, one by one. They are the immortal damned. One family lusting for power and wealth. The chain has never been broken. Not in 14 centuries. Another driven by revenge. Soon we'll defeat the vampires on their own ground. Do you see this human? He's attractive. I can't be positive, but I'm beginning to take the likings of following him. Hold on, Michael. Why are they after you? You're in the middle of a war that's been raging for the better part of a thousand years. A blood feud between vampires and lichens. Werewolves. 
decision must be made. Why did you bring him here? You saved my life. Between an oath sworn centuries ago. A human. He's not a human at all. He's a lichen. And the power. There can be no such union. Greater than vengeance. You'll be lucky if I can convince the cousin to spare your life. Absolution will be yours the moment you kill Michael. Rabid Infectious Podcast. All right. Party on, John. Party on, Matt. All right. Very good. And this show makes me feel funny. <laughs> <laughs> like climbing the rope at gym class. <laughs> Sorry, we were we were talking about Wayne's World while we were listening to uh, Underworld there. And uh, so let's uh, let's get right to it. Does that um, always remind you of uh, Wayne's World when you listen to Underworld? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the lichens. <laughs> Party on, Selena. <laughs> oh Hello, God. dream Swing. vampire. <laughs> Swing. Swing. <laughs> oh, watch out. Look at Here comes Victor. <laughs> Swing to the closet. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't now, even know how to follow this. this is, what were we talking about again? Wayne's World. Party time. Woo, 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 woo. All right. We're a bunch of dorks. Yeah. I'm the leprechaun. I'm Stop, the leprechaun. man. Stop scaring me. <laughs> Our two-year-old was doing that yesterday. He was. Yeah. It was so funny. I'm a leprechaun. So now you say stuff like that, now it makes me go back to the Holy Grail. <laughs> it's innocent, but, but it's got fangs. It's just innocent, but it's got fangs. <laughs> that movie was great. <laughs> Where'd you get the coconuts at? That's not native to our land. <laughs> <laughs> well, to get on with it with, with exactly what... Uh, what you guys tuned in to hear, um, <laughs> we are discussing vampires and werewolves. It's, a, it's another genre overview show. And uh, let's see. Vampires, werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I thought we could do some interesting facts and dive into a little bit of history before we actually reviewed some movies. So I did a little bit of research and... Um, we um we don't want to talk about religion on the show, religion politics, you know, that's that's everybody's own individual belief. Um but for some of this, you know, we kind of had to dive in a little bit and uh just because if you take the Bible as history, um the I I was able to find a couple interesting facts and uh Belinda and I we usually talk about talk about stuff like this and uh 
what's what's funny is legends, myths, and lore all come from some sort of a truth. So regardless if if you're supposed to interpret something or if you're supposed to believe it word for word, you know, that's that's up to you. But if you would take these passages word for word, it's kind of creepy. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and read some for you. And uh, let's see, vampires. Uh, Proverbs 30.14 Those whose teeth are swords and whose jaws are set with knives to devour the poor from the earth, the needy from among mankind. It's kind of creepy. It's very creepy. So does that mean they are real? We'll get into that later. <laughs> Job 29.17 I broke the fangs of the wicked and snatched the victims from their teeth. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then my favorite book of the Bible, which of course... Matthew. You know, exactly, yes. But it's got some wicked shit in it. Matthew 8.12 But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, then notice they all have a similarity. Uh, teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, as far as werewolves in the Bible, um, the one that really stood out uh, that could be taken that way um, was, of course, from the book of Matthew. We love Matthew. I love me too. Matthew 7.15 Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Wow. Alrighty then. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see, the only other thing is, you know, it's, it's not necessarily in the Bible, but it, it's, it's religion-based, was uh, St. Patrick. We just celebrated St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, me and Matt were talking about this yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. We were wondering who St. Patrick was and why there's actually St. Patrick's Day. What it was all about. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like in the movie Leprechaun, if you just give him back his gold, he'll go away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I, I guess St. Patrick was one hell of a badass rather than, you know, just a leprechaun. So was he like Chuck Norris of the Leprechaun Society? <laughs> uh, pretty much. St. Patrick's was said to turn a hostile clan of Irish into werewolves when they hounded his Christian teachings. And uh, because when he moved over into Ireland, they were still pagan. And they did not want to conform to the Christian beliefs. So it is said that he turned this clan into werewolves. So... That's, uh, now that, but that's not why they have St. Patrick's Day. No, I believe that's because of snakes. Yeah, it's supposedly... I'm even Irish, and, you know, it, it's... Over here in America, if anybody's listening, you know, outside of America, it's pretty much just a reason to drink. Green beer! Yeah, that's all it is. You know, there is no celebration. A lot of our holidays have been, you know, watered down. Now, it is also a great day for short people. Thank you. <laughs> I, I would have to say, I feel very comfortable for, you know, St. Patrick's Day. It, it makes me wonderfully comfortable because usually there is somebody shorter than me somewhere. <laughs> Do you walk around with your pot of gold, too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. I'm the leprechaun. 
If you just bring back his gold, he'll go away. There is a <laughs> rainbow at the end, I'm telling you. So. Alrighty then. <laughs> well, so moving. where did you find out about this uh, St. Patrick's? Uh, just, I, I did a search. I, uh, I actually heard, um, I heard a little bit about it, uh, from Hometown Tales, another podcast I listened to. And, um, they had, they had brought up the whole werewolves, uh, um, idea and, and, uh, I believe it was Brian on Hometown Tales was talking about, about St. Patrick. And, uh, I got, I, I don't know from, from what I've seen, on the internet and the research that I did, um, it was the clan of the Irish that he turned into werewolves. But according to Brian, uh, uh, King Leviticus, possibly, I don't know, don't quote me on that, you know, but possibly he had turned a ruler into a werewolf too. So hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we'll take it for what it's worth, people. It's a you good, know. interesting fact. Exactly. To well, look up and see what you think. Exactly. You know? Now let's move into vampires, you know, kind of throughout history. My favorite. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So much better than werewolves. Yep. Well, throughout history and... <laughs> All right, then. They're not, they're not hairy and stinky. Yeah. Hot. No fleas. And like in the howling, you know, conforming into a werewolf sounded like a big old thing, a jiffy pop. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually passing gas to make room. You know? <laughs> But uh, just floating some little silent ones. <laughs> That's why the girl got that look on her face. That's why the girl got the look on her face. Like, oh my god, what the hell stinks in here? <laughs> silent but deadly. <laughs> Sorry, I had some talk about for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then followed it with some chaser sliders. You know, <laughs> <laughs> little tip to all the werewolves out there: don't eat White Castle. That would make anybody howl. <laughs> Especially if they're jalapeno ones. Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Oh shoot! But moving on, uh, Vlad Tepes Dracul, what? otherwise known as Vlad the Impaler. Okay, what do you guys think of him? Just right now, you know. Vlad the Impaler. Vlad Is he the an Impaler? impaler? Is he an important? More than likely. You would know, of all people. It's a parody spinoff. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a really good history lesson because it, it actually happened. And m- maybe he wasn't so much of a vampire, but he sure as hell was weird. He is Romania's number one son, whereas the rest of the world thinks of him to being, you know, Count Dracula, bloodthirsty, and. He is actually their version of George Washington, and he's also a daywalker. He was the biggest badass on that side of Europe. Oh, Chuck and Norris in Europe. Exactly. He was Chuck Norris of the vampires. So, oh, wait. Maybe that would be Blade. In yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, definitely go and check out some of his history. I heard that there's going to be a movie coming out. Um it's going to be called just straight up Vlad. That is going to be awesome. I heard it's going to be filmed similar to 300. Oh, so that is yes. really going to be a good quality film then because yes. I love the way they did 300. Right. Vlad is he's he's a national hero. And uh definitely go and check him out, you know, you know. Uh, it is said that he would he would dine, you know, with the, you know, the field of decaying bodies that he had impaled, but you know, and he would dip his bread in their blood, but you know, whatever. You know, he he wasn't as 
as bad as 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 what it, everybody you know makes him out to be as, maybe as far j- as fiction. Maybe he just needs a little bit more iron in his diet, and that's how he got it. That's that's not a bad idea. You never know. Yeah. The meat there could have been take. bad, and he just needs a little bit more iron. Did he field dress them before he ate them? Um, I don't think there was really much left to field dress after the impalement. Yeah. I think in your blood. You know, probably just. Blood. Yeah, probably just the the dripping of it went into a a bucket. And well, um, let's see. I'm I'm pretty sure it was cup. I think it was a, a six inch diameter pole. that was shoved right through your taint, straight up you. So nice six inch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, it would be called bread too because he's uh, dipping his bread in the blood. <laughs> mm. But uh, uh, another one, Elizabeth Bathory. Does anybody know about her? No. Who is that? She is the blood countess from the 1500s. Okay. She used to use servant girl blood to extend her youthful beauty. Oh, she's the one that used to bathe in it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely nuts. Crazy. I Hated getting old. She She thought she found the secret to eternal youth. Unfortunately, she died. (laughs) And... Moving onward. It was a bloody death. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving onward, um, vampires, uh, when when consumption, which is also known as tuberculosis, um, was running rampant, um, it was thought that consumption was actually vampire, you know, vamp- vampirism. Um, you had pretty much whittle away to nothing. And you looked like a walking corpse. And when you did die, you would go into, of course, rigor mortis. And they didn't have embalming techniques back then. So they would pretty much just bury your ass. And, uh, you know, consumption, you know, and the people not thinking that, you know, hey, I could actually get something from touching somebody or using something that somebody with, you know, TB was touching you know, they didn't understand that, you know, germs can actually spread and, you know, so can viruses. Yeah, so that, that, that's a bad one, too. That one's, yeah. Could that be like the first sighting of zombies? Is it walking corpses? It, it's possible. It's possible. Um, you know, I, I didn't get into it that much, you know, so I am yet unprepared for that question. So. <laughs> oh, but, <stunk> you. <laughs> but, um, but no, when they would, they would bury the, uh, the corpse after death. And then the people that were closest to that person started dying all around. They would think, oh, well, we have a vampire problem. And they're coming back from the grave, and they're feeding on their family. Well, as the body decays and rigor mortis you know, sets in and then you know, your body starts to relax, um, skin pulls away from your cuticles. And from your scalp and everything else. So it looks like your fingernails are growing. It looks like your hair is growing. And the best is your color will return. Uh, whereas you turn white and you lose you lose blood. Well, after rigor mortis, everything loosens. And when everything loosens, so do the blood vessels. And when that happens, you get your pinkiness back to your skin. And uh, so what they would do was they would open up the uh, casket and they would take a stake 
because that's how you would kill a vampire back in the Middle Ages. And what they did not realize is since they did not embalm, upon decay, the body fills up with gas. So, uh, when you go to stake somebody in the heart that's a dead body, that has been decaying for a while, that is filled up with gas... Uh. Exactly. You pop them, and their eyes open up, and the gas goes over their vocal cords, and they let out a gasp. Yes, they do. So I know that from personal experience. Yeah. So, the people freak the fuck out, and they're like vampires. So, that is kind of vampires, Middle Ages, and it kind of helped with the legend. Um, now there's modern vampires, sanguine vampires. They're bloodsuckers, you know, blood drinkers. They're more of a cult. Um, then there's also psychic vampires. Um, I believe, uh, I believe they suck on your mental. Yes. Yes. They, they, they drain energy for their own well-being and for their own health. Um, I can totally see that. Yes. Because have you ever been with a person where they drain you? You, you know, oh, that, yeah. that one person. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are, are, you, are you trying to say something, honey? You, I think that's most relationships. I usually get a smile after I get drained. <laughs> that's, what, see, that's, that's where the route I was going. I was thinking, you know, after you do it for so long, yeah, you're drained. <laughs> but no, there's, there's always that one person that you're around that absolutely drains you and you feel mentally beat. No, yeah, I know what you're you're talking about. I, I totally you know, understand that. And and um, I believe you pronounce her name Michelle Bellinger. Um, she's from she's from Ohio. She's been featured on uh, Paranormal State. Um, I've caught her on a couple you know different podcasts. She's the one with the short hair. Yeah, the redhead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She claims to be a psychic vampire, and um, it's. Um, it's pretty neat. I, I think the History Channel did something with her uh, when they were doing vampires, and they actually were able to catch an energy transfer from somebody else to her. Like they actually caught it with like an on film infrared type thing. Yeah, or something. yeah, well, some sort of a you know. So she believes, you know, which I could see, you know, that you know psychic vampires could be real. You know, it's not vampires in the sucking blood, right? But- Right, but it's more of... Just taking your energy. I mean, well, have you ever you... done that? Have you ever been with somebody where you just, after you've been with them for so long, they just, you feel drained? Or even, it, it, not every time you're with them, but, you yeah. know, they're talking about something. But I wonder why she would just... coin the phrase vampire, then, if she's not sucking blood. I don't know. Just, I, I don't, I don't think vampire Maybe actually it... has to do with blood. More or less just the draining of some source of energy, physical energy, aspect. right? Whether it be, you know, energy from the blood or, you know, whatever. Um, to get into werewolves, uh, the word lichen comes from lycanthropy, which derives from, hopefully, hopefully I say this right, lycaon, or like lycaon, lycaon, possibly, a Greek ruler who wanted to kill Zeus. He didn't succeed, so Zeus turned him into a wolf. Um, there were 30,000 werewolf sightings in France between 1520 and 1630. Wow. Also, 
the beast of uh, Gavadon. Uh, Gavadon. Gavadon. Between 1764 and 1767, claimed 100 victims. Wow. And it claimed to be a super huge wolf. Cool. Um, now, the modern werewolves, uh, number one, the Beast of Bray Road. Um, it's also known as the Man Wolf of Wisconsin. And uh, it's also known as the Michigan Dog Man. Um, there are sightings in all states from Wisconsin to Michigan including Ohio, Defiance, 1972. And what they claim to be are super big wolves. Um, Linda Godfrey is the, um, she is, she she's the, the one to, to check out for information regarding them. Um, They're pretty much large wolves, able to walk on two legs, and they have shoulders. So... Uh, that's that's the only you know characteristic, but I guess they they stand between six and a half to seven feet tall, and you know there there's been multiple sightings of them. We're out in Ohio, <laughs> probably the northern part of Ohio, Defiance, near Michigan, Northwest. Oh. Defiance, it's yeah. called Defiance. Defiance, Ohio, yeah. Hmm. Um, so when are we taking a trip? Mm, anytime, I'm ready. <laughs> I got plenty of silver bullets. Yeah, is this a small town? What, defiance? Uh-huh. It's, it's a medium size. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, how to become a vampire. Number one, commit crime against religion, suicide, and bite from another vampire. How to become a werewolf. A curse, packed with the devil, wearing a wolf belt, and another werewolf bite. What's wearing a wolf belt? Yeah, exactly. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> that is wearing a belt that's made from wolf pelt. Okay. It's a magic belt. Okay. Um, how to kill a vampire, sunlight, decapitation, uh, stake through the heart, and cremation. What about holy water? That just pisses them off. Oh, okay. So, Garlic stays them away. Right? I think that just gives them bad breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gives me bad breath. <laughs> Come on, guys. And then for the werewolf, uh, decapitation, uh, kill the heart. And silver bullet. Now, see, so. there are more ways to kill a vampire than there are to kill a werewolf, correct? Right. You can also burn a werewolf. Right. So, that's, you know, and then silver bullet, because silver is, uh, it's the element of the moon. So, you know, werewolf's moon. Which connection. is soon going to be full, correct? Yes, when everybody downloads this, it, and most people... We'll be listening Tuesday, which is the full moon. So Ooh. we timed this absolutely perfect. Now let's get back to the werewolf pellet belt. Have you ever heard of anybody actually getting a hold of one of those? And I've got one. So you have a around? wolf pelt? Hmm? You have a wolf pelt? No. Why'd you say you got one? Well, if you... If you if I take my shirt off. Oh, I mean, okay, yeah. It's a, I see it's a what wolf you're talking belt. About. <laughs> he is very hairy. <laughs> well, I thought you were talking about something like you had a belt buckle that was a wolf. You put on your belt and it's your wolf belt. No, it's, it's, it's on his back and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Stand back! I got my wolf belt on. It's a full moon! Oh, Matt's going to be dancing in the backyard. <laughs> All naked and hairy. <laughs> That'll be the night I'll be uh, staying at him. Yeah. <laughs> Along with him would be our son, because he's just as hairy as <laughs> Kid came out a wolf. 
Well, that gets into our overview. Uh, let's go ahead and get into movies, guys. Yeah, the Underworld trailer. That was pretty cool. Vampires, I love war- Underworld. Versus werewolves. Those are my favorites. You know what's neat about that is not only... That was not the only, like, the first uh, movie to actually pin werewolves and vampires together. Are they really werewolves, though? What, lichens? Yeah. I I believe them to be half-breeds. Really? That's what I think. Cause because they're not really a werewolf, and they're not really a... Right, because Underworld 2, William is a werewolf. Yeah. Badass. He is awesome. He's, he's my favorite. You know, the the way they 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 did his the makeup and the prosthetics and you know you, you can definitely tell with you know the difference in the snouts and everything mm-hmm. yeah they actually did a really good job with that movie yes in, in all aspects all of them mm-hmm. all, all three of them they did a great job yeah i really enjoyed the third one. Oh yeah I mean, it was cool too i thought well you know uh, let's see which scene john likes best Oh, my girl wasn't in the third one, but I thought, eh, you know, we'll watch it. But it was actually really good. I mean, I liked how they took it back to, you know, how everything really happened. I like seeing Victor again. I yeah. Lo- I don't know how to say his last name. Is it Nighy? It's Bill Nighy. Or Nate. I think Nighy. I don't know. N-I-G-H- I don't know how to say his last name, but he is an actor above all actors. He is awesome and every just the character. way he talks, just like yeah, it awesome. gives you chills. He just he he commands oh, you yeah. know, everybody yeah. around him. He just pulls them in, like the guy from Candyman. His voice always got that guy's awesome. You. Yeah. Yes. Tony Todd. He is really cool. But uh, let's see. Yes, Underworld loved Underworld. Um, I mean, I thought it was appealing to both sides. If you like vampires, you like werewolves. I mean, I like cool the fact that sides. a girl kicked ass again. I mm-hmm. love that. Here we go again. Yeah, <laughs> I did hey, too. There's nothing wrong with loving movies that girls kick ass in. I think it's awesome. It's coming away from them screaming and running away in all the older movies to we're actually fighting back now because we're pissed off at you. Mm-hmm. You I, know, I liked how they played on it. Where is it? Jason? Is that his name? Right. What's the guy's name in the movie? Which one? The one that turns. The one that they're looking um, for his blood. Oh, the one Michael? that... Yeah. Michael Corbin, that's it. Yep. And, um, sorry, I'm getting my mu- movies mixed up. Um, kill, 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 kill. <laughs> exactly. That's what I, I don't know why I was thinking of that. Yeah, I like how they play on that, how the Lycans are looking for his blood, and she's trying to figure out why they're hunting him, basically, and... They're so interested in a human, and then they're not, you know, ripping them apart or something like that. Was it the guy that, the guy that played race, the great big guy. Yeah, he's cool. He, I believe, he was the one that wrote it. And I tell you what, for an origin story, having an immortal that had, you know, three sons, two of which were also immortals, one being bitten by bat, one being, you know, bitten by wolf. That's that's great. I mean that that just sums everything up. It puts it into its own different world, and that's that's a story that I could follow. How many sons? He had three because because Michael had to come from somewhere. Correct. So he had right. one by bat, one by wolf, and then the other one was just a general human. Correct. Well, there were two were immortals, and then mm-hmm. they were bitten by bat wolf. Right. And then the third was just yeah. Yeah. He was the strand that Michael came from. Right. Yeah. Right. Just regular mortal. So I like the complexity of all of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I like complex movies. I it like all, it when you have to figure them out. It all played well. Oh, yes. yeah. Belinda loves complex movies, too, because if it's a movie she can figure out in five minutes, yeah. which is a lot of movies. <laughs> Let me guess bored. what's going to happen the here. And then she'll old, go right on old, it, and then we'll watch old. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess right. right. Did you feel that way with Underworld? No. Were you bored? Were you trying to figure it out the whole time? To, yeah. Or did you just immediately know what was going to happen? I mean, you kind of predict about every movie as far as, oh, he's going to be around the corner. But I like the fact that you had to figure out the puzzle, why they were after him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I, I thought it was. I thought it was amazing. I thought all of them were. The second one was played out really well. And the graphics, special effects especially. I actually have to admit, I'm a vampire fan, but I do like the werewolves in this, how they transform like they did. And the uh, fighting scene down in the sewers where they were battling each other to see who was tougher or whatever they were I like the around. weapens they had, really how they cool. shot against each other with different high-tech weapons they had. Yeah, that was pretty about ultraviolet that. bullets or anything like right. that. I mean, that's cool. That's never been introduced. Was it anyway. nitro silver or something like that? What was it? The in liquid theirs? and the other the bullets. Liquid silver and, yeah. or something. Yeah. It was different weaponry that we haven't been introduced to yet. Yeah. That's what I mean. Just the complexity and the thought behind it and, and everything. It was it's a great movie. It really is. Well, to talk about another trilogy, what about what's everybody's thoughts on Blade? I like the movie. I like the first one the best, obviously. Yeah. After the first one... Steven Dorff is a badass. My wife is over here smiling right now. <laughs> yeah. He is quite hot. A <laughs> little bit power hungry, but uh, yeah, he's hot. He, I thought it was, really it was more like a modern vampire movie. I like the fact of how he was mad because he his mom was pregnant, a vampire bit him. Bit, bit his mom, and then since he was born, he already had it in his blood. I like the first one, and I like the, well, I think it was the last one that had Jessica Beale and all those yes. in there. Yes. yes. And they all kind of together to fight him. That was pretty good, too. The ones in between, they were okay. Follow story. But, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes when you just go on from one movie to another, you, know, you get a lot of movies nowadays that go on to, you know, the sequel. And it starts out taking off where the last one was, but everybody's all different, new. And then, like, a quarter into the movie, it just has fallen out of what it's supposed to be about. And it just gets stupid and you turn, mm-hmm. turn it off. Yep. Exactly. Or you get done, you're like, well, that's two hours of my life, I'll never get back. Yep. You know? But uh, I was actually, I, I'm still excited. I would love to see, at the end of uh, uh, the third Blade movie, where they're in that, that casino Mm-hmm. And the werewolf comes busting in and starts just tearing the shit out of everybody. Next thing you know, here comes Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel. They're the they're the night stalkers. Yeah, he's really hot too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would love to see that spinoff. You know, just I'd love to see him with the shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> so I need to get back in the gym. <laughs> I'm not Maybe exactly it. Jessica Biel. So. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, do a shape shifting. Huh? Yeah. That would be neat. <laughs> Can we learn how to do that? I'll get my wolf pelt out. Another good uh, werewolf movie was that uh, Werewolf in Paris and Werewolf in London. I know uh, John. The really Werewolf likes in London those. was better than Werewolf in Paris. I like both of them. The effects were awesome. I, mean, I like the diving off the uh, Empire, or not Empire State Building. 
the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like that. That was yeah. pretty cool. That was the last thing in the Paris move. Yeah, but it wasn't in the last thing. It was in the first thing when she went to go commit suicide. And she went to jump off, and that kid. Oh, that's right, it was. At the end, when they got married and they jumped off. One point for Belinda. (laughs) I love the London one. I thought that was awesome. Even even for it being as old of a movie as it was, and the transformation of him, and how they did the effects, it was awesome. Well, here's the thing I was born in 1981, so I hold that movie in a special place in my heart. My my uncle Billy. That was the first. That was the first place I seen it. Was at my uncle Billy's house. And he lived in this old 100-year-old farmhouse. And I must have been, I don't know, I think maybe four or five tops. And uh, I'm sitting there in their TV room. And he had a den that was off to the side of the TV room. Well, here we're watching American Werewolf in London. And I'm just eating this up. You know, I'm I'm loving every bit of it. And it's scaring the hell out of me because we're out you know, on this farm, you know, there's trees everywhere. And you walk in, after we got done watching the movie, my dad took me into the den uh, to show me what Uncle Billy had got. And uh, there was a bearskin rug. And when you're four or five years old, and you just got done watching Airport <laughs> <laughs> in London, and then you your dad shows you... You have a bearskin rug. You're not thinking, oh, that's a dead bearskin. You're thinking, holy shit, that's a fucking werewolf. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Did you scream and run? Oh, yes. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that movie. I love that when all the people he killed, and both of them come back and kept saying, why don't you just kill yourself? I mean, and then at the end when he actually really transformed into the wolf and you've seen him walking down the street. That was badass. Now, that was Rick Baker, right? That did the effects? I can't remember that part. I think it, I think it was Rick Baker. I know, you know, John Landis, you know, directed. But Rick Baker also did Thriller. That was good. Right. So, you got to... You gotta love Thriller. You know, Remember when that Werewolf first scene. came out, MTV used to premiere it yep, half all hour the time. long. And, well, it was 20 minutes, but I remember just the first time I saw it, too, every time they played it, I was always trying to be on the couch and watch it because it was just so cool. Yep. Well, let's see. Another another movie that we... I like the... I want to come in on a movie. It's an older movie. Uh, granted, a lot of people probably don't like it. It was kind of, I don't know if we'd say drawn out. I like this movie called Waxwork. It was done back in a day, and what it was was this uh, guy set up his house was a pretty much a wax museum. But what happened when people walked through there, uh, like the uh, chauffeur people that were going through, would push the people into the scene, and then they'd become the scene. Um, the one part in there where the, the, there's the werewolf part, I think, just completely kicks ass. Because the part in there where the, the guy transforms to the werewolf, and everything, and then he grabs a hold of this one guy and just rips a hold of his skull and just completely tears him in two. That's just, that's just awesome. Uh, I mean, that's when I saw that movie the first time, and I was like, "That's cool." That's what made me love werewolves even more. And I mean, it's got parts. Of, it's got a vampire part in there where the girl gets thrown into the scene, and you know, they're all whatever. Anyway, <laughs> oh my god, and, here uh, we go. I mean, that was a pretty cool part, too. I mean, it was pretty neat. It had a little bit of everything. It had, you know, Night of the Living Dead part. had some alien zombie. And, um, they said that if when all the exhibits get filled, 
then it'll come to life and they can't let anybody out of the museum. They got burn it down or it'll wreak havoc on the whole world. I uh, like the first one. There's a waxwork too, which was in my book, I think completely stupid. It's like they were time traveling through the whole time and it, I don't know, it completely lost its bearing. But I like that one. Another one I like to talk about is the fact that I also liked Van Helsing. Yes. I love the awesome. new Van Helsing movie. It applied to everybody who likes werewolves. It appeared to everybody who likes vampires. Frankenstein's monster. Yes. You know, you even had the little Igor guy that yeah. was helping. Yes. I mean, it he was, did a good job. It was pretty much, you know, a lot of, a lot of, it was. I really like the duck, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde part. Yes. I loved that. It's it's a comedy. It's a family movie. I believe it's a family movie. Oh, you know, yeah. There's nothing real bad in it. But it's it's something good to start your kids off for the love of you know the the Universal franchises. Yeah, we rented it so much we had to buy it. Yeah, our, our kids loved it. Yeah, we have it. They still watch it over and over again. Yeah, and then another one that's that's great for kids, um, <laughs> Monster Squad. My two year two year old this morning. Yeah, kick we, him in the nards. <laughs> Wolfman's got nards. My two year old this morning, he put his hand on top of my hand. And he told me, come on, Daddy. And when he says that, that means we're going to raise our hands and say Monster Squad. And, you know, he, he loves that movie. And that, that's another one that encompasses everybody, you know, from The Mummy to Frankenstein to The Wolfman to... Uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon. Right. Thing, swamp Thing, whatever. Yep. Yeah. And Dracula. Um, I like The Mummy. In that movie, personally, because when it attaches to that... He can't get a break. I feel bad for him. <laughs> he attaches, he grabs hold of the Jeep as they're going away, and they take the arrow and little part of his little material and fling it, goes in the and he just starts unraveling, and he's got that, oh, shit, by the end <laughs> look. That's great. Now, Megan and I, we went to the theater, which we don't get to do a whole lot. No, we don't. And we went to the theater, and we got to actually see the Wolfman. Don't yell at me. You'll eventually get to see it. That means John has not gotten to see it yet. And he's mad at me, as usual. It, it's a really good movie. If it's had good reviews and it's had bad reviews. That's what's uh, any movie. Right? Yeah. You know, there's always going to be people out there that's just going to love a movie to death and have the best review for it. Hmm. Could it be like a podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's going to be people out there that are just going to bash something just to bash something just to be an idiot. Right. It, it, it's the people that aren't fans of horror. Right. They just know? go see a movie because they heard uh, reviews. Or the people right. who like to bitch about everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's the, the fans are, you know, they're, they're not fans of horror or they expect now a certain level of technology into a movie and they don't appreciate the older movies at all. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what this was. I mean, if the cinematography was just absolutely beautiful, I mean, this you could pause any part of the movie and you could make a print of it and it would be a beautiful picture. I mean, throughout the whole film, you know, the way it, it was washed out and, you know, it kind of gave you that, that Victorian... Yeah. You know, it gave you that depressing look. Deep, I mean, it was dark, it was great. You know, I remember when I was listening to Howard Stern a while back, and they were on location when they were filming that movie, and they kept raving about all the effects and how uh, Benicio del Toro was all made up. And they Benicio said they was just, great. They said the effects, the makeup was just awesome. 
So, and see, I think that was a big part of it that I liked. I liked the fact that it was a makeup movie. It was him. I mean, that was him most of the time. I think just a very few amounts of times he was, you know, digital. You know, the Wolfman was a digital Wolfman, but the rest of it, it was him. And and I think that some people don't appreciate that anymore because they see so much of the digital, you know, characters are are replacing people in makeup um, to make it a more high quality or make them faster or whatever it may be. And he was actually in makeup and he looked like a wolf man and he portrayed a wolf man. And when you saw him, you felt that. And it was great. I, I really liked it. You know, for, for all the remakes that are coming out now, this was definitely one of my favorites. Yes. You know, I, I, I can handle a remake, you know, because... You're you're never gonna touch the original, but the Wolfman, it needed a reboot. You know, I I don't know so much about you know Friday the Thirteenth and you know the Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, I still get a kick out of watching the old ones, but the Wolfman definitely needed to come into its own. And what I liked was they changed the story just a little bit. I was just gonna say I really liked the story behind it. Right, I like the way it played still out. Still had the gypsies. You know, but it was, there was just, it was still the Wolfman, but it wasn't the exact universal story. It gave it a little kick up. Yep. A bit more action. You know, and. But faster. I mean, it was, it was bloody. It was gory. Of course, it's going to open itself up for a sequel, but I've got a few theories about the sequel and I'm, I'm going to wait till John sees it before we actually discuss those because I don't want to give anything away. Can can we go with what your favorite part of the movie was? I have one, and and I'm like I, you said, you don't want to give it all away. But what was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part was uh, it would probably have to be when uh, the end with the fight scene. No, that that was. That was that was We don't really have to go good. into detail, but Yeah, that was that was that was pretty wicked. Um or maybe his first turn or the end. No when when Anthony Hopkins was down in the crypt. Yes. With you know, the the mother's body. And, uh, you know, Benicio Del Toro playing, you know, Lawrence Talbot goes down into the crypt. And uh, when when Anthony Hopkins closes the door and you're thinking, okay, well, you know, he's, he's locking Benicio Del Toro up. No, he's locking himself in. That is wicked. Yeah. That, that, that just it send chills up my spine and it's like, all right, it's on now because you knew it was going to build to something. You know that that was my favorite. You know, out out in the graveyard and you know into the you know into the mausoleum crypt and you know that that was that was wicked. Well, moving on. You know. I, I personally think, I mean, they did the Wolfman. I really think they should redo all of them, all the classic ones from back then: Frankenstein, Dracula, um, the Mummy. You know, all those that were classic back. You know, when they were made, black and white. What was it back in the forties or so? Mm-hmm. They should update them. 
but don't stray too much from the storyline. Keep the storyline about, but give it more of a you know nowadays kind of look. And that's what they did. Feel with Wolfman. I mean, still have the cinematography like they had with the uh, Wolfman, where it still gave it that old you know theatrical look. What was neat was when the full moon came out, and then the fog started rolling in. The way that it was filmed, all the trees turned black, and you could just see the the shadows, the out you know just the outline and the shadows of the trees. And just the way it was filmed, it looked black and white. Now, I'm a fan of black and white movies. I, I love them. I think they, they absolutely set the mood. They give it an ambiance that's you know not, not captured in, in a lot of colored movies, you know, if you're going for atmosphere. And once the fog started rolling in, you know, that's where you got your mid-tone grays. The full moon was giving the whites and the highs, and it just accented the black trees. And yeah. it just... Really I mean, cool. you just started ramping up, and you're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna start rooting for this werewolf, you know. And let's see him, let's see him, you know, kill something." Yeah, he's talking so. about. Let's talk about maybe one more werewolf movie here. Um, you know, another classic area people, a lot of people relate to is The Howling. Oh I my mean, god, who's a big fan? I mean, Eddie, come on. Is that an oh my god you don't like it or oh my god you love it? I watched it? it for the very first time last night. According to mom, I apparently have watched it before when I was younger, but I can't remember it. And obviously, I realized last night why I had forgotten it because I wanted to. Uh, I see. I'm a big fan of the uh, newer movies. I like the action. I like the kick-ass scenes. I like the modern, you know, old-fashioned things going on put into modern times. Right. I like the. Uh, color the detail the true life oh my gosh this is happening right in front of me yeah uh, i watched the howling i predicted it after they just got to the retreat i knew exactly who was going to sleep with who who was going to be converted and what was going to go on and i was bored throughout the movie almost fell asleep but i wanted to stay awake so i had something to talk about i just uh, absolutely i mean the transformation of the werewolf was for that old of a movie yeah okay right good job you know, they had to do what they had to do. They had to work with what they had. But uh, <laughs> the whole time the werewolf's transforming, I'm thinking, you Jiffy Pop. His face was popping up like Jiffy Pop, and it sounded like Jiffy Pop. And for some reason, I couldn't get that it idea was, out It of was my the head. gases being released. We discussed that earlier. I just... Orville Redenbach. But I did <laughs> I just didn't like the fact that, you know... Orville, you son the, of a bitch! Uh, the chick in the movie, the uh, black-haired chick, the sister of Eddie, or however it worked out or whatever, she just, you know, had absolutely no freaking personality. And even if she was a tempstress, you know, she didn't put forth any effort. She It was bad acting on her part. Sorry. <laughs> I know people like that. And the blonde, I mean, yeah, but she was always, ah, I'm scared of everything. I mean, come on. So it was so a very cool. predictable movie. Somebody it was so to go predictable. Go out of the bed. <laughs> 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 Not only that, them taking, they hear some cows making some weird noises, so they take a flashlight that obviously doesn't work when they get up to the cow. Duh, like we weren't going to see that going to happen. You know, and the cow's torn to pieces, and they're just in there staring at it. What happened to the cow? Okay, just like, you know. There's a good prime on. rip here. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, idiots. People with no common sense. You hear a noise outside, don't walk out there to look for it. It only means trouble. <laughs> I don't know. All right, uh, moving on. Yeah, I think the one that everybody wants to talk about so we can you know, move on to some other things and, and break away from this segment, Twilight. 
Oh, let's just, let's talk about video. some Twilight. Here we go. Okay. You know what? It's not fair because you guys don't get it. Well, Belinda, go ahead. Let me start. Wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Let's, let's see. I, I saw there's a thing now that's, uh, what is it called? It was um, Cougars or Mothers for Twilight. 40-year-old women that were going gaga over 18-year-old guys. You know, the funny thing about that is... Nowadays, if that's reversed, <laughs> where it's 40-year-old guys going gaga over 18-year-olds, there's something a little <laughs> different here now. <laughs> Is it because you're getting close to 40? You're no, it was on the news. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just reciting what I saw on the news. <laughs> anyway, back to it. We'll let Belinda tell her piece on New Moon. No, Matt wants to bring it up. Go ahead. How about, how about the, this, the first one? Twilight. Yes, Twilight. What do you think about the first movie? Okay. Sparkly Vampires. I liked it. Did you just say Broccoli Vampires? <laughs> sparkly. Sparkly. Sparkly Vampires. Okay. Could have, must should have been Broccoli Vampires. <laughs> I like the original Twilight. I, I, I like the first one, and I, I like the second one. Here's the thing. You know, Stephanie Meyer took it, and she... Put her own spin on on you know the vampire lore, which anybody can do that if you're writing you know whatever you want. And um, I didn't mind it. You know, there are some aspects that that I I did not care. Um, you know the the whole sparkle aspect. You know, I'm a sparkly vampire, but but I like that they're daywalkers. You know, they they can walk in the day. You know, because come on, you know. That that's a little bit more realistic. Yeah. Um, the best part of the movie, in my mind, on Twilight, I didn't mind Twilight. I liked the first one. It was it was pretty good. I liked the favorite part was when they were playing baseball out in the middle of the field and how right. they were. I mean, that was just pretty wicked. I, I liked that part of the whole movie. Yeah, but for for what it's worth, and for what she was doing, it is only part one of a series. So. You know, it, it's the story is bound to go somewhere else, and I, and I respected that. You know, so so overall, I did like Twilight. Well, I think what the problem maybe you two are facing is the fact that you know you guys are total werewolf side. You know, that is where it just kicks. Out. I don't know if I would say I'm total werewolf. But you got to realize this book was made for teens, right? It was also, it's more of a love story. Exactly. And so the whole sparkle part, yeah, maybe a lot of people are confused about that and dislike that. But it was to see the good, the beauty in Edward. Right. You know, it, just like, you know, Jacob, the werewolf. And, you know, you see beauty in him because he befriends Bella and gets her through the second one. You know, it's good versus evil, which you'll later on see. And a battle between Bella choosing between Jacob and Edward. And well, here's so since it's a sparkly vampire like movie, does that mean that like the typical was all in it too? But it's not your typical vampire <laughs> werewolf movie. <laughs> Why do you think he sparkles? <laughs> I like the concept. <laughs> oh my goodness! I just got bejazzled. I'm sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like your concept of it. Not the bejazzled, but I like that. But it's different from your typical werewolf vampire movie. Yes, and that's and what it, I like about it. And I love romances and love stories. I have to actually admit, yes. I love those—the really good ones. And, you know, this kind of brings all of the things that I love together into one movie. Romance, drama, 
Pajazzle. mystery <laughs> and werewolves and vampires. I yeah, like her concept like. of it. I like the concept that the werewolves come from a na- Native American type of of setting. You know, they come from from that aspect and that and heritage. The vampires come from the old vampires. Yes, from a Europe, vampires. you know, a Europe yeah. format. And I like that the um, the vampires each have their own, you know, special abilities. Yes. You know, they're not all the same. Like, you see so many in it, vampires, they're, they're all the same. They all have the strength. They all have the the quickness or the all the the men vampires have the ability to woo a woman or whatever you know what i mean where in this one they have some similar abilities but they also have different abilities where alice she has the foretelling and um the predictions and um jasper you know he has the mood control right where he can he can make you feel a certain way if you don't want to do something he can actually empower you to to want to do that. Now you, you know. made you made some comments, you know, earlier about Ryan Reynolds and and Stephen Dorff. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna break in here. Rosalie, what was her deal? Because I, I haven't read the books. You know, what's what's her special power? Rosalie, you mean the blonde chick that was? Yeah, there? the blonde man. She, you know, the thick. Oh man. <laughs> the thick old man. Oh yeah. Oh, she and Emmett. Yeah. I don't think they they. I don't think they've yet. I think they're more uh, done anything. Emmett's more strength. He's supposed right. to be supposedly the, the uh, toughest one, and right. then Rosalie, I believe. Um, I don't know. You know, there really hasn't been a. Belinda's read all the books. Well, I can't yeah, give too might, much away. I'm trying to figure right, out the right. answer and that I want to tell you without does, giving too does much Does she away. have more of a? She has more of a story. Okay. I don't think they've really touched base on her yet. Not yet. That, that well, pisses me off. Is, yeah. yeah, but if you notice, she doesn't really like Bella. She doesn't like the concept of Bella. You all out later, and it's just... But what I also like Victoria's about the vampire in Twilight is the fact that, you know, it's modern-day vampires. I so like they're that. walking around yes. with humans, going to school, a public school, you know, and they're socializing and hanging out and things yes. like that, and it makes you think, now, how many people may be out there? Back that up are a like minute. This? Remember when you go back and you're talking about werewolves and vampires, and you're mm-hmm. saying how it was cool because the werewolves on that movie were from you know Native Americans, and they were like the protectors. Yeah. Correct. Okay, take back Underworld. The werewolves in that were supposed to be the protectors, the servants of the vampires. Correct. Because the vampires couldn't get out during the day, so the werewolves, werewolves did their went around during the day. Just like if you think about it, Van Helsing. The werewolves in that were like the servant to slave for yes. Dracula. Yeah, Dracula. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, John, do you like Twilight? No, <laughs> I, I do. I do. I do. I, I'm I, sorry, but you know, uh, here's my comment on this part. Watching New Moon from the beginning, I sat there and I was like, okay. And I was getting bored. And if anybody who knows me, when I get bored, it doesn't matter where I'm at. I'll fall asleep. He falls asleep. I fall asleep anywhere. I can tell you which couch is the best to sleep on and which getting isn't old. at whoever's house. But anyway, narco. So anyway, I was watching this movie, and I'm thinking to myself, when the vampire actions was all happening, stuff. I'm like, okay, it's all fine and dandy. And then when Jacob became the werewolf and the werewolf action going, in, I thought this was pretty kick-ass. It kept my interest. And then I went back to the vampire parts, and I'm sorry to say to all the Twilight fans, but I got bored. 
bored driving. You fall asleep at home driving. The fact that I'm like, okay, and then I looked at Belinda and I said, I don't know, the Wirra part was so much cooler. There was action in it. It was fast-paced. But it's setting you up for what's to come. But then I keep thinking to myself, this girl in the middle, she doesn't know whether she wants to be with Jacob, the werewolf, or Edward, the vampire. I mean myself, okay, but now you don't know. Now you got to change to a vampire, and I got to do this. But you know what? Why don't you just say, screw it, because there's probably a guy in Indiana who's more compatible with you, and you know, we're about doing shit. But, hello! <laughs> Read the book. I like the, the, the interesting part about New Moon that, that I really found unique and different is there's actually the, the Covenant-type people, and when Bella goes there... You know, kind of to save Edward type the thing. Bella yes. like goes. See? No. And uh, anyway, she she defies their powers. Yes. You know, they don't work on her. And I found that extremely amazing. It is. It's awesome. Belinda is just, she's cringing because she wants this to isn't say fair. so much. Every time I turn around and we talk about Twilight, you guys have seen the first two movies. And it's so hard because I've read all four books and absolutely love them. And by far, my favorite is the fourth book. And I tell you, they're just setting you up because it's going to get better. Okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take that with a grain of salt. I'll watch the rest of them. That please you. And then I'll have more I mean, like of it's, a it's comment once books, I see all of them. And their fifth one has so much detail in it. They've even talked about splitting it up. I right. don't know if they're going to, but there's a lot that's going to happen. Well, just, they're just setting you up. It's, it's like watching... Okay. It's like watching Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. You know, it was trying to tell the story. I liked the movie. It was somewhat boring in really? parts and stuff. Oh, I love The second one, The Twin Towers, you know, it became more interesting. The third one, of course, was the best one of all because everything going on. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess I can't really down Twilight New Moon. Well, if they showed you I'm all sorry if I said scenes. comments, but the biggest thing is, I guess once I watch the rest of the series... You'll and I see it. all the movies. Right. I'll understand it. And who knows? Come time the last one comes out, I may think, okay, it was a pretty good series. Because, yep. I mean, like with Lord of the Rings, if they hadn't gone, or if they went and showed you just all the action scenes automatically, you'd be like, well, why did they do that? Or why? Well, it's like because a Chuck Norris movie. Back up. in old times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's a question Wolfman versus werewolves. Which one would win? Between a wolfman. And a werewolf. I don't know if I can answer that. I, I would rather tell you what I would rather be, which which curse I'd rather have. Let's, okay. I would rather have a werewolf curse. Not, I would ha- not I would, the wolfman right. curse. But see with, with all the different with all the different, you know, types of werewolves that are out there, I would definitely want to believe it or not. Well, <laughs> you can even join in the lichens. I mean I, I would like to be a werewolf that would be able to uh, have control over changing, mm-hmm. number one, and have somewhat control of the rage in the mind. So who agrees with that? Who would like to have the control I, in between a wolf man be, and a if werewolf? If I was going to be one of those, that I would have to agree with Matt on that. Yeah, I, I think, would too. I think yeah. that would be perfect. Okay, so now vampires. Do you want to be sparkly or do you want to be... <laughs> Did you like a, it that way? Like, do you want to be <laughs> from head to toe? You'd be sparkly. Do you want to be like a blade, or I, would you would you like to be more like a like a victor? 
I think I'd rather be a blade. I think I'd rather be a blade. Yeah, you know, just because you know you still got the problems with feeding. You know, you got to feed. Right. Yes, but you can you know, control a little bit better. Right. right. You know, you can walk in the sun. Yep. You have all the, the strengths, strength. all the strengths, and none of the weaknesses. You know, this comes back to yeah. talking oh, about cool. werewolves. I mean, sorry, talking about vampires. You know, watch so many vampire movies, and you know what? What I don't get. I mean, I like vampire movies. I'm not trying to down. Th- I do like vampire movies. What I'm trying to down is. Why is it do they change so much from movie to movie? You get one movie where, boom, they can fly through the air, they can do everything else, and the next movie they can't fly at all. It's like, okay, you're about freaking worthless, dude. Yeah, but werewolves have that same concept, too. And yeah. Wolfman some and are, Lycans. And right, some are mortal. They change movie to movie. Yeah, because they do age. Mm-hmm. You know, or is it like some the, are immortal. Like, right. You know, that, that are just like, you know, vampires that, you know, they, they live forever. Right. Yeah. yeah, it all depends on, on. I think it's just the writer. So why don't you, hold on, our man. audience, hold on a minute. I want to say one more thing. Okay. <laughs> there was a vampire movie that came out that Matt and I talked a lot about, and there's a lot of people and critics raved it real high. We saw it. I don't understand what the whole hype was of this movie, and in fact, it was very disturbing to me that the fact that there was a scene in there that actually showed. Some part of a juvenile's genital area, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" Now I, I've never seen this one. It Let was called the right "Let the yes. Right One In." Yes, the it's very true. beginning of that movie, you know. And I got bored through the whole movie. The best part of the movie of that part of that movie was in the beginning, when was I think it was her dad or whoever that was killing those people on the path and draining them out in plain sight. And another part of the movie was the lady was in the hospital that she bit, said she wanted to see the sun, so they opened the curtains and she blasted the flames. Right. That in the uh, the swimming pool at the end. Yeah. You don't get to see a whole lot. You see a lot of body parts, you know, dropping in the water. Here's the thing. We are not reviewing the book. Everybody needs to understand that we are not reviewing the book right now. I know that the book has a lot more, you know, background information on everything that's going on. As far as the movie, though, that is what we are reviewing. You know, it is it is said that Ely is a girl. Now, in the book, you know, there's, I, I guess there's some background that, you know, it was a boy and there was, you know, some mutilation that, take, that took place. And now, you know, he is living as Ely, a girl. It doesn't matter. You know, that is the difference between European film and American film, and I'm sorry, but... Kitty porn is not good. Yeah, you don't show it. It doesn't matter, you know, what they were trying to be, and, you know, there's... I've heard people on other podcasts that say, well, if you actually take a close look and, you know, that you can see that, you know, a vagina does not look that way because the slit's, you know, different and everything else. Yeah, and it's but scarf. why would you go back Here's the thing. and take a close look? Why would yeah. you want to pause it on that part it and take a close exactly. look? Exactly. What does give that say about you break. as a person? Hmm, pedophile. Yeah, give me a fucking break. As soon as I seen that, I was like, whoa, why Why did I it see that? It was unnecessary. Why did I see that? I did not want to see that. No. That pissed me off, even seeing it. Yep. And the rest of the movie, 
I didn't want to watch the rest of it. I think it was because it started getting boring, like I've mentioned before. So they have to show something to keep your interest. Yeah, but they did not need to. But to show something like that, that wasn't keep my interest. I just thought, let's just turn this shit. Oh, and the best thing is, oh, everybody says, oh, it's a love story. It's so pure. It's a love story. It's a love story about, you know, two 12-year-olds. You know, I'm sorry, but. No. It's a, you know, the, it's the new, it's the better coming of age movie. You know, other than, you know, it's better than Twilight. I'm sorry, I I would rather watch something like Twilight than, you know, to be subjected to that piece of shit. Now, when and, was this one made? Uh, 2008, 2009, so just something like that. Yeah. Wow. Back. So yeah. if it's a love story, two 12-year-olds, so are they going to have Let the Right One and Revisit it, where it's two five-year-olds? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, here's the thing. There is, you know, I guess it's coming to, it's getting remade by the Americans. So, hopefully they're not stupid enough to pull some bullshit like that. Well, I I very much doubt our society is going to yeah. put up with it, but you never know because the society that is reviewing it, which is the American society, seems to love that shit. So, you know, I I don't know. I I think I think there could have been other ways going around that that you did oh, yeah. not have to graphically show that. You know, if that's part of the story, Read there, it in the book. Yeah, there, there are other ways to say, okay, look, you know, I'm not a girl. You know, there, look, come on, just give Could me a break. Playing right, said right in the movie. I'm not really a lady. I got mutilated when I was a child, by right? Something and blah blah blah. Let yeah. out that, and that wouldn't have taken anything away from what I've seen for the rest of the movie. So, I uh, know I agree with you, John. That's that was uh, that was completely. Inappropriate. Completely inappropriate. That's, That's definitely not a go see, huh? No, no, no uh, I do not recommend no. it. Oh no, okay. I very much doubt if I it even see the American version. It was very boring, anyhow. I mean, it was it dragged on. You were waiting to go. Okay, when's the action? And this is up? a is a vampire movie. Oh yeah. yes, and here's the thing: we live in Ohio, and okay, who loves snow? I do. I, I love do. snow for about a month and a half. I like painting. Okay, and this movie is all you see is goddamn snow everywhere. And you know what? It's depressing. Mm -hmm. Depressing, (laughs) man. Because when you see it, like, I better go out and shovel this shit again. You know, I mean, you know, everybody's, you know, bitching about Twilight, but I like rainy days rather than snowy days. You know? Give me a break. Well, they needed the rainy days to, you know, not sparkle. (laughs) (laughs) Which also takes another, uh, on another twist of a movie. Um, Like, uh, Vampires versus Dracula. You know, we've all watched, I, I would think, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Which, in my book, I think that was a really great movie. Um, I mean, I, I loved it. I, I loved everything in there. I especially loved Anthony Hopkins, of course, playing Van Helsing. Especially the part Anthony when he, Hopkins kicks ass and everything. Especially when yeah, he says he the part in there about, you know, what'd you do? And then he talks about, you know, we cut off a head and put a steak in her heart. Anybody hungry? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's just, that was just great. Uh, I also like the I also like regular vampire movies too. I mean, I like Dracula two thousand. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty good movie. My favorite is the Interview with the Vampire. Oh my goodness! I love that movie. Is awesome. That movie. That's a classic. I'm going to give you a choice. Not just because of Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Okay. Oh no, the story but was awesome. Just in general, that no one gave it was me. Great. <laughs> it was, what did it you was say? Amazing. I'm going to give you the a choice that no one gave me. Oh yes, that is yes, just badass. I love it when he does that. Love it. And and just the general concept of him having turned Brad Pitt and having the, you know, friendship and, and almost a romance 
between the two of them. I mean, it's like Tom Cruise really needed him to be there as a companion and everything else. And then with, uh, who is it, Kirsten Dunst, changing her and then becoming, you know, getting, getting the mom involved and changing the woman. And then, you know, she goes psycho crazy on Tom Cruise and they kill him and, you know, Brad Pitt gets put in the coffin and then everything else and and just in general seeing the times that they go through and the changes they go through how it also even vampires have emotions how brad pitt gets very depressed and and everything like that and then tom cruise is back and it's really awesome i'm i'm glad we did this general overall of what we think of things um i'm sure on other podcasts here in the future we'll do more where we actually take some actual movies that we know and like maybe take a couple movies at a time and then talk more about them um we're gonna. I'm gonna switch the subject here to take to the off the beaten path segment we have. Um, I, as everybody knows, I was chosen last week to. That he's do, a dork. Well, that's typical. I was chosen last week to, uh, out of dealing the cards, that this was my week that I needed to talk about, bring up a subject that I want to talk about. Before I go on to do that, Matt has dealt out the cards, so we will flip them over to see who has. To uh, on our next podcast, who has the off being pass segment? Okay, I am flipping mine over, and I am immune. Linda, infected. Ah, here oh. we go. I'm sure it'll be something about me. <laughs> How well, if we talk about porn, then yeah, it'd be about you. Anyway, uh, what I thought about talking about is something that lately we've been trying to find, and we have had no luck with. We wanted to really find something to talk about with tabloids. I remember back in the day when I was a kid going to the grocery store and seeing the National Enquirer there and you seeing like, I had Alien's Baby or, you know, or Monkey Boy was born over here. We wanted so much to find stuff like that, to have an actual tabloid we could lay out, look through, pick it apart, piece by piece, different things in there, just do a general overview of the stories. We have had no luck. Um... So I really, you know, my comments about it, I, th- I think that nowadays everybody's just going about blah, blah, blah about all the stars. You know, come on, bring back the stuff that had that was kind of interesting. You know it wasn't true or it was, you know, where you just wanted to read about it to say, you know, can you believe this or read this thing? You got to see what they talk about here. It was just kind of cool back in the day about that stuff. Um, I mean, I want you guys to tell me what you think. The fact that we can't find a tabloid a hard copy of a tabloid at least, to actually lay out here, look at, go buy at like the grocery store to be able to comment on. Well, I think it has a lot to do with shock value. I mean, I don't think they're producing much of that stuff anymore because everybody's desensitized everything with the movies coming out. Yeah, but I mean, how many papers do you have to have that talk about... Um, someone showing their ass? That, or somebody was spotted in New York City doing this or doing that, some famous star. You know, she was once- walking down the road. Wow. <gasps> <laughs> that's the one I'm going to buy. Now, I loved going to the grocery store when I was little and look over there, and I was kind of bored waiting for my mom to check out, and I'd be like, Bat Boy, I wonder where that's at. <laughs> kind of sparked my interest in the horror stuff, reading all that. Uh, I'm sad for my kids, because some things they can experience that you know I was able to do when I was a kid, but some things, you know... The, like like the tabloids, you know, they're if if they can't find them, you know, they're not going to have that wonderment of, you know, oh my oh my god, you know, 
Bigfoot was sighted. You know, yeah, you can get that online, but the Loch Ness monster. But that that's not as personal as actually picking up a, a piece of paper and seeing like an artist's sketch and, you know, allowing your mind to wander. You know, that's that's what's nice. It's like, you know, drive ins. You know, thank God we have a drive in bias so, you know, my kids can experience that. I mean that was you know, I, I only remember going to a few drive ins, you know, growing up and I I loved it. Oh yeah. I remember popping popcorn all day at home in the old, you know, you put the old popcorns in the old thing and then the heat's up, it pops them all out, pops the top off. And we'd be throwing them in all kinds of uh, plastic bucket containers. So we would go watch the double feature. You know, you have one movie, intermission, another movie, you didn't get home till like midnight, one in the morning. You know, and it was just like, what, maybe less than a mile away from where you lived. I, I mean, I'm glad we still have that around to be able to show our, our kids. But, I mean, you know, this whole tabloid thing not being like it used to be anymore. I mean, you know, how many people, how many news places, how many magazines, it's the same stories. Yep. Don't you think people are going to get born, burned out? You know, well, the Sun talks about this now. The National Enquirer talks about this. It's the same freaking story. Yep. Just a yeah, I, I don't care about celebrities. You know, I, I don't care what they do in their personal life. I care how they portray something on film. And that's about it. You know, if I like it or not. I'm, I'm interested, you know, the Mothman was sighted. You UFO know. sighting in, you know, Phoenix. Right, you know, there there's a big thing about, um, you know, this past weekend, uh, UFO sighted in Sydney. Yeah, there's pictures of it, it's online, but, you know, you can't find a hard copy of it anymore. No. That's bullshit. It's always about some started this, and the biggest thing is, I think, is some of these stars do some of this shit to get put in these magazines for all the attention, publicity, if their career's kind of on an idol right now, to build themselves back up. You know what? Bring back the shit. Bring back the freaking UFO sightings. Bring back the Bat Boy. I mean, come on. I mean, because the experience as a kid standing in line waiting to check out and seeing that stuff sitting right there, and you as a kid was thinking about Bat Boy, you know, or Pig Man sighted here, or, you know, you'd pick it up and you'd look at it. Granted, your mom would tell you to put that shit back away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you try to hide behind and look at it real quick. <laughs> you know, the kids are still into that stuff. I mean, every time me and the kids get on YouTube, we're looking for the world's tallest man or the mm-hmm. world's shortest man or, or uh, you know, the world's biggest dog, the longest snake. We're always well, looking for the most fascinating things. Right. And, you know, the Internet is the only place you can look for that anymore. Even uh, if you get out the Guinness Book of World Records. Lives. Like, the kids get that at school where they can get it through the book fair and everything. It doesn't right. have all that really cool shit in there that no one ever talks about in it. It's always, you know, you know, world-breaking records and everything like that. Nothing fascinating anymore. Megan, is there anything you want to add to? Mm-mm. No, I'm good. I like them. I, I miss the tabloids, too. I really miss the tabloids because they used to go along with, like, freak shows and stuff like that. I miss That's freak what made it shows. cool. You know, back in the day, you used to always want to go see a freak show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I like the uh, Vampire's Assistant, that movie, because it goes along with... That uh, was a great movie. Very Cir- good. Circa, what is it? Circa Do Freak or something? Circus mm-hmm. Do Freak? Somewhat of a vampire movie, if you think about it, because it was the Vampire's Assistant. Yep. Yeah. But it had a lot more to it, which was nice. It yeah. wasn't just the basic kind of vampire movie about, you know, them sucking blood, killing people. Even right. the Wolfman was cool. Yes. Yes. Even though he was an old fart, he was still cool. No, I I, I like that idea. I like the, the freak shows. <laughs> Snake boy. 
something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's definitely what, what makes it interesting when they come out with a movie that just mixes it all up and takes everything to a different spin. Like how that movie just went on a complete different tangent off of what you thought it was going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the funny thing about this segment is anybody who really knows me and thought for sure that my off-beaten <laughs> path would be something to deal with adult movies or something <laughs> adult in general, and I just wanted to not uh, bring it to the table, at least this time around. <laughs> <laughs> Ease everybody in. He's pacing himself. He's getting too old to talk about it. Comes Cause himself a heart attack. Very good. So Belinda is the next one, huh? Yes. This should be very interesting. Yes. (laughs) So by default is, are are we going to go ahead and let Megan have the one after that? No. Or are we going to flip cards again? (laughs) It's all in the cards. It's all in the cards. (laughs) All right. Well, um, we have a contest that is going on. Uh, We urge you guys to please go join the forum, join the members area, and definitely take part in the contest. You don't have to be a member um, to do the contest, but go to our website, www.ripshow.webs.com, and you'll see a link on the left-hand side. It's uh, at the very bottom, and... um, it says current contest. Go in there, carve a pumpkin. Um, do it with your mouse. Do a save as. Um, you know, print screen. Import it into Paint. Uh, email it to us at RIP Show Crew uh, at yahoo.com and uh, send it to us. The contest ends April 1st. Um, when you go to the current contest page, if you go all the way down to the bottom, you can click on the pumpkin patch, and right now we have some submissions on there. Uh, we need some more. Um, we need to make it fair, and uh, you know, let's let's uh, let's everybody you know, take part in this, and you will win Dawn of the Dead 2004. Which uh, kicks ass. Yeah, one of our favorite zombie movies. Um, you know, if, if you win, we will contact you by email. You get your personal information, and we'll send that right out to you. Um, yeah. Talking back about what we talked about last time on there when we had off the beaten path, um, and we talked about uh, Matt's topic of vajazzle. Um, we talked about you know putting your input in, what you think about it, stuff. You don't have to put your name in. You don't have to you know send pictures or whatever. Just say you know just some so you know, we can kind of see what everybody else thinks in the world too. I mean, just send us an email. Um, I'm sure soon we'll probably have, or somebody can start their own message board on the, our own website. If you're a member, you can start that to say, hey, you know, this is what we thought of this, and you go from there. And as well as, you can also start your own forum on our website if you become a member. Right. All right. That's the key. You know, we would like to, uh, we would like to have as many members as we can, as many members as we can hold. Um, uh, one, one reason to become a member is, uh, I, you know, if, if we have more contests, um, you will know about them before the, the podcast that's announcing it will even come out. Um, you know, I'll go ahead and set up the, the page or the contest or whatever we're doing, and those who are members will get the first email. Um, kind of a little added bonus, you know, if, if uh, you know, we're doing anything special or if there's extra content or anything, you know, it's all free. We're, you know, we're not going to. You know, make you pay and 
and everything. But you know, just it's just a little bit of added bonus to you know to become a a part of our little community. I also so. think uh, a reason why I stress a lot becoming a member is the fact that it also shows us that if we're doing something that you guys really like to hear, you know that we see people are really enjoying us. So when you become a member, you can post your own stuff on there. We would really like to hear your feedback. If there's parts of the show that we do that you really don't care about or that you think maybe we should change around a little bit. Yep, let us know. Or, you know, how if you would like to, you know, pretty much do a little different critique in our show or want us to add something, send us an email, call and leave a voicemail. You know, when you leave a voicemail, we can actually get that voicemail, we can play it on our segment, and then we can add to what we thought if we're going to add this segment or if we like what you commented on or we agree with you or what. I mean, please, just you know, do something to show us that you guys are really enjoying us what we're doing. Yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to, to having some feedback because, uh, you know, and, and if regardless, we would like to read it. You know, if you send us an email, we would like to read it, you know, on air. Um, but, you know, definitely tell us if you want your name omitted or not. Um, you know, if you don't care and, you know, you want to know that, you know, you, you want to be, you know, called out on the show, you know, let us know and we'll be more than happy to oblige you. Um, yeah. And if there's any topics you want us to talk about, if there's something that you wanted to know everybody else's opinion on or you feel a certain way. Yeah. Send us, send us movie recommendations because, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be doing overviews very much longer, if any longer at all. We might go ahead and start jumping into, you know, the new format. We just, you know, these these two overview shows that we've done already have been kind of, you know, for you guys to get to know us, get to know our personalities. And, uh, you know, from here on out, you know, we're, we're probably going to do, you know, just a couple movies and, and just be done with it. And um, so definitely give us some recommendations on what you would like to hear us review. Um, you know, we've, we've got a, a major list, but. Or if you, know, you have a question about something that you never had answered, we can research it and figure out and give our opinions on it and where we found it and everything. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, check out our, uh, our new YouTube channel and, uh, you know, comment on that too. So, well, we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you all for listening to the rabbit infectious podcast. We'll be talking at you later. Rabbit Infectious Podcast. Party on, Matt. Party on, John. Party on, girls. Party on. Party, party. Thank you for listening. Visit the show's website at www.ripshow.webs.com. Join the members area and don't forget to stop at the RIP Tavern Forum. Contact us at RIP Show Crew at Yahoo.com. 